We're in the midst of a brief series of studies on the basics of Christianity, and so far we've dealt with the topics of joy and contentment and peace, and today I want to share with you on the topic of faith, and for that I want you to go with me to 2 Corinthians 5, 2 Corinthians in chapter 5. Faith can be a very deep and sometimes a challenging topic, in fact, we have just begun a series of studies in our Sunday school hour, in our adult Sunday school hour, and I would encourage you, if you are not already in the practice of being here with us for Sunday school at 10 a.m., to join us, because we just started, and it's not too late to join us, we just started a, a series of studies on, on what faith is, and we will go into much greater depth in the coming weeks than we can in the time that we have this morning, because Faith is a, a sometimes a deep and challenging subject, but I think you'll be encouraged and blessed, especially as you as we go in depth into what it means to live by faith. If you would join us for our Sunday school hour and join many of the folks who are already coming uh, at 10 o'clock for our adult Sunday school hour, and we have Sunday school classes for our youngsters as well, join us because we will go deeper in the subject of faith. Faith is a deep and a rich topic. There are also some simple truths from God's Word which give us encouragement about how we can live by faith today. I want you to be encouraged with that. Though faith can sometimes be a challenging topic or subject from God's Word to grasp and to grow in, I want you to be encouraged that you don't have to have it all figured out, theologically or otherwise, to begin practicing and growing in your faith today. Start living by faith today. I want you to know that there are some simple and basic truths from God's Word that you can take with you today to help you this week start living by faith or grow in your faith. Today I want you to see three basic truths about faith which I think are going to help you live by faith today and will help me live by faith today if we will obey these things and grow in these things. But first I want you to look with me at 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and follow along as I read verses 1 through 10. 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 1. For we know that if the tent that is our earthly home is destroyed, we have a building from God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. For in this tent we groan, longing to put on our heavenly dwelling. If indeed by putting it on we may not be found naked. For while we are still in this tent we groan, being burdened, not that we would be unclothed, but that we would be further clothed, so that what is mortal may be swallowed up by life. He who has prepared us for this very thing is God, and who has given us the Spirit as a guarantee. So we are always of good courage. We know that while we are at home in the body, we are away from the Lord, for we walk by faith, not by sight. Yes, we are of good courage, and we would rather be away from the body and at home with the Lord, so whether we are at home or away, we make it our aim to please Him. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, so that each one may receive what is due for what he has done in the body, whether good or evil. Now, in these first ten verses, 
Here in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, Paul is talking here about what it's like for believers to live this life, living on earth, awaiting a heavenly and eternal dwelling place as followers of Christ. He's talking about the burdens and the struggles of living in these earthly tents. You know what he's talking about when he talks about these earthly tents? Our human bodies, right? Our present human condition, which many of us realize is a weak one, right? Many of us realize our human bodies, our earthly tents, are falling apart. And then he says... It's not funny, is it, though, is it? And then he says, But even though we are present in the body, which means we are absent from the Lord, and we'd rather be absent from the body and present with the Lord, but because we have the Holy Spirit at work in us who believe, we are always of good courage. Because... We have the Holy Spirit at work in us. We are always of good courage. Even though we're living here, this side of heaven, in this fallen world, where our bodies ache and fall apart, right? and we have constant visits to the doctor to have him tell us how to feel better, right? We can rejoice, and we can always be of good courage because he's given us the Holy Spirit. But I want you to think about how How are we always of good courage even though we have these many challenges to our courage? How are we of good courage? I pointed to the work of the Holy Spirit, but, but how does the Holy Spirit help us? I'd like you, I'd like you to give your attention especially to verse 7. Here's how the Holy Spirit helps us. Verse 7 is the key to living on earth as a citizen of heaven. You know, you understand what I mean? If you're a follower of Christ, you are a citizen of heaven. You are a stranger and an alien on earth. (laughs) And we long for that day when we will be with our Lord Jesus Christ in glory, being done with the earth, the earthly constraints and with which we now live. Verse seven is the key to living on earth as foreigners, on earth as citizens of heaven. Look at verse seven again. For we walk by faith, not by sight. For we walk by faith, not by sight. Now, do you want to grow in this, in this basic of Christianity, your faith? Do you want to grow? I, I'm guessing you do. I, I'm, I'm assuming you do because you're here today. I'm assuming you want to grow in this basic of Christianity, your faith. You want to grow in your faith. I trust you do. So here's the first of three basic truths about faith that will help you grow in your faith. You might want to note these things, just to mark them down and to, and to write down some of those scripture references that I'll share this morning. Here's the first. Where there is faith, there is life. This is kind of a fundamental truth about faith, about our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ as we walk with Christ in faith. Here's the first truth this morning that I want you to think about and think carefully about. Where there is faith, there is life. Now, what does, look at the verse, look at verse 7. What does we walk imply? Now, there are some things that we walk, those words, we walk by faith, not by sight. We walk. What does that imply? Well, it implies, for one thing, that there's life. Have you ever seen a dead man walking? 
right? You can make you can make a corpse sit up, right? I mean, if you really wanted to, but you can't make one walk, right? The implication there's an implication that, that where there is faith, there is life. If we walk by faith, that means there's life there, right? There is, and let me suggest that, that Paul is pointing to spiritual life that he's talking about. When we walk, he's talking about spiritual life. This is, this is the kind of thing we're talking about when we think about faith. We're talking about the growth of, of spiritual things in our lives as we put our trust in God and in his work in us. Especially, specifically, what Paul is pointing to here is a spiritual life. And that will challenge the world's way of thinking about faith. Ask some what faith is, and you may receive an answer like, well, faith is believing something without having any evidence, without any proof. Or believing something without that evidence that you, you can see. You know, believing something that you can't see or, or know is true. Well, listen, I, I want to be careful here because that's not Christian faith. That's not the faith that the Bible talks about. Followers of Christ should reject that kind of thinking about faith because as believers in the Lord Jesus Christ, we should know, and we should know of all people, that where there is faith in Christ, there is life. Where there is faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, there is life. There is spiritual life. But I want you to note first why this is true. Where there is faith, there is spiritual life because the faith of believers is placed in the living Lord Jesus Christ. You realize that your faith in, in God is based upon the life of Christ, the living Lord Jesus Christ. Because we know this, we, we've not seen Christ, we know this to be true, that Jesus Christ was crucified, Right? And he died for our sins. And we know that according to the scriptures, on the third day he rose from the dead and he lives today. And so our faith is on the living Christ. Romans 4.25 says of Jesus that he was delivered up for our trespasses and raised for our justification. Romans 4.25. So it's through Christ we are justified. It's through Christ we are made right with God so that we might have new life, new life in Christ. As Ephesians 2.5 says, even when we were dead in our trespasses, God made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. Now, because of this new life in Christ, the true believer's response to God will be action. You hear me? <laughs> because of this new life that we have in Christ, if you're a true follower of Christ, your response to Christ's work in you will not be inaction. It will be action. There's action in the believer's life because of his or her faith in the, in the living Christ. Because you have placed your faith in Christ, your life will be one of action. It will be one of obedience to God's word. By faith we obey God, knowing that what he commands is only for our good. 
Now, sometimes we look at the truths of God's Word and we say, God, that is a hard thing. It is a hard thing for me to do. But faith says, God, I know this is what's best for me, so I will obey. You see, by faith we obey God, knowing that what He commands is only for our good. By faith we walk as we live in this world, but not being of this world, meaning we're intent on not allowing our lives to be shaped by the world in which we live. That's why it's an important thing for us to understand that we are strangers and aliens on this earth as citizens of heaven. We are not allowing ourselves to be shaped by the world in which we live, but we are fixing our hope on being shaped by God's word. We are fixing our faith in God and in the living Lord Jesus Christ and in his promises. And so we are acting in faith. We are moving. We are living by faith. Faith is a basic of Christianity. So if you're wondering whether you are truly a follower of Christ or not, I would suggest that a pretty good indicator is whether or not you are walking. Is there spiritual life in you? Is there spiritual life in you? Do you want to obey God's word? Do you have a desire to please God? Are you seeking to obey, to obey God? Are you seeking to please Him by reading His Word and taking steps of obedience? That's a pretty clear evidence, I think, of whether or not you have really believed in Jesus Christ for salvation and for forgiveness of your sins. Because where there's faith, there is life. There's action, there's obedience, there's a walk with Christ. I'm not suggesting that there's perfection. You don't hear me saying that. But there's a desire, and there's progress, and there's movement. Where there's faith, there is life. There's a walk with Christ. There's a walk by faith. We take steps of obedience, whether we understand why God wants us to do this or not. That is faith. And where there's a walk by faith, there is spiritual growth and life, and there's movement. You want to grow in your faith? Do you want to grow in your faith? you ever hear yourself saying, I wish I had more faith? Have you ever heard somebody say that? Or maybe you've said that at some point. I wish I had more faith, some say. If you want to grow your faith, then obey God's word. Act. Act in obedience to God's word. If you want to grow your faith and obey, act in faith, even in, especially in, the small things such as, here's here's a something that you, you might not think is a small thing, but, but this is an important thing. Read God's word. That's acting in faith. Do you realize that? You want to grow your faith? You want more faith? Act in the small things. Begin reading God's word on a daily basis. Get God's Word into your heart and into your mind because because you know God's Word is necessary, because you know God's Word is good. You may not always enjoy reading it. You may not always feel like reading it, but read God's Word. That's a, it's a small step of obedience. How about prayer? There's another small step of obedience. 
Take to God your concerns. Be faithful to do that daily. Think throughout your day about the things that you're doing and offering to God in prayer a a heart's attitude that says, God, I know you're in control. I want your will to be done in this. I want you to be pleased with how I respond to this, with this decision that I need to make, with this conversation that I'm going to have. Be pleased. I want you to be pleased, so help me. Give me your wisdom, Lord. Prayers throughout your day, asking God to help you. How about attendance? In church, you're just being faithful in church. That's a, that may seem like a small thing to you, but being faithful in church will grow your faith. Being with God's people will help you grow in your faith. That is obedience to God. How about this? Being thankful. Being thankful. Looking around and being thankful. That's a small step of obedience that will bring great amounts of faith into your life as you see God working. Work at being thankful if you must. <laughs> Take account of the blessings that are yours. Be thankful. How about this? And we've talked about this as we've talked about peace and joy and contentment. How about stop complaining, right? Those are little steps. And you go, oh, yeah, great. Why don't you ask me to do something I can do, right? It's hard, isn't it? Stop complaining. Go to church. Be with God's people. Read His Word. Pray. Be thankful. All, All little steps of faith, but you add those together and you will grow and grow and grow in your faith. Here's a basic truth number two about faith. Where there is faith, there's heart knowledge. Where there's faith, there's heart knowledge, spiritual knowledge. Look at verse 7 again when it says, For we walk by faith. We walk by faith. Now remember that when we're talking about the believer's faith, we're not speaking of faith which is placed in the unknown. Okay? I don't remove that kind of thinking about what faith is. It's not faith in the unknown. There are some things we know we can be confident of that, that strengthen our faith and help us walk faithfully with God. We're not talking about faith which is placed in the unknown as if we're to have faith with no evidence to give us reason for our faith. No. Where there's faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, there must also be knowledge. And I and I would suggest that this is this might begin as head knowledge and, and it transfers to heart knowledge. In other words, it transfers to the kind of knowledge that says, this is what I know about God's Word. I'm going to believe and obey this. That's a heart knowledge. That's a grasp, a spiritual grasp of the wisdom of God's Word. And again, we have God's Word which guides us in this knowledge, says Romans 10:17. Faith comes by hearing. And hearing through what? The Word. The Word of Christ. And what we're talking about is knowledge which begins as head knowledge. Heart knowledge begins as head knowledge. And it is the truths of Scripture that begin to enlighten the eyes of the heart which will lead to heart knowledge. And I and I don't mean to be... um, vague about this. What I mean by heart knowledge is is a knowledge about God's Word that causes us to, to take steps of obedience, whether it's easy or hard. We say we this is God's Word. I'm gonna I'm gonna obey God's Word and we take steps of obedience. That's heart knowledge. That's that's the knowledge of God's Word that's causing us to think and act and believe a different way than we would in our natural state, our natural sinful state. So what we're talking about is knowledge which begins in in the head. That's why I say, open God's Word and read it whether you feel like it or not. You might think you're just going for head knowledge, but God is never about just head knowledge. 
God's word is far different from any other book on earth. It is living and powerful and active. And when you put yourself into it, you put it into you, whether you feel like it or not, God will do a work. If you will act in faith, if you will read and obey God's word, and you will say, this is God's word, I must get it into me. Especially when you don't feel like it. And when you do, God gives heart knowledge. He helps you believe. He helps you to see that He is at work in you and around you. Believe in the promises of God. Believe in the Word of God. Take steps of obedience and your head knowledge transfers to heart knowledge. Walking by faith is the outflow of the heart of belief from the life of one who is learning about God. As you learn about God, as you believe in His Word, faith will be the outflow of your life. You will will walk by faith. You will walk in obedience, learning about God with hope that is fixed on God, and His promises will lead to a life, a walk that honors God. And because it will be a life that is lived by faith in God and His promises. You don't have faith in nothing. You have faith in something. You have faith in God's promises. You have faith in the, in the God who created you and made you and made this earth and this world and this, this unbelievable world and all that's created we live in to see that God is at work and how he, how he has created. You believe in the God of creation, the God who created all things, created the universe that we can't even see the depths of. You see, it's faith in God. It's faith in His promises which will strengthen and inform your heart so that you may resist the devil and his ploys to draw you away from God's truth. You realize that the devil does not want you to have God's Word. Or if you if you do read God's Word, he doesn't want you to believe it. He wants you to be skeptical. You see, the heart that is fixed on the knowledge of God that is revealed in His Word will be thoroughly equipped to resist the devil's schemes. says 1 Peter 5, verses 8 and 9, Be sober-minded. Be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. Resist him firm in your faith. How? Be sober-minded. Be watchful. Use God's Word to inform your mind. You see, the heart that's fixed on the knowledge of God that's revealed in His Word is going to be thoroughly equipped when it is equipped with God's Word and by faith takes steps of obedience, knowing that you've been given the Spirit of God to help you walk in obedience to His Word. And you will be able to grow up And be sober-minded and watchful and resist the devil and be firm in your faith. So where there's faith, there will be be something we know. There's there's heart knowledge. There's that head knowledge that that turns from just something we learn, a fact, to something we believe and know and, and obey. Where there's faith, there will be a knowledge from the heart because we have an adversary, the devil, what we know may be contradict, may be contradicted by the world. What we know from God's word may be contradicted by the world in which we live, by what we see, 
And when that happens, we must choose to reject what we see and live by what we know to be true. Because as the Word says, the, the devil is an angel of light, bringing things to us that look real, that, that we would say we see something going on in our lives and we see something going on in our culture and we say, oh, this is how it is. This is what I must do according to what the culture says or according to what the world says. But you must realize that the devil is at work pulling the blinds so that you can't see the truth. But God's Word is, is the one that opens the blinds, open your eyes to see and hear and believe the truth and helps you respond with the wisdom of God in a world that is so deprived of God because they reject Him and His truth. Which points us to the third truth about faith. Where there is faith, there will be a rejection of the false. Where there's faith, there will be a rejection of what's false. This is why Paul says here in verse 7, For we walk by faith, not by sight. Not by sight. We don't walk by what we see. We don't walk with Christ by what we see. We walk with Christ by faith. We walk the spiritual life. We walk the Christian life, not by sight. Because where there is faith, there will be a rejection of what that which is perceived, which is contradictory to the truth that we know from God's Word. And as we seek God's Word more and more, and we learn from His Word, then we will know more and more of the truth which will guide our living, will guide our thinking, will give us wisdom to reject the things that we perceive and see in this culture and say, but that is not true to God's Word. That is not what God would have that is not glorifying to God. I will not do that. I will not say that. I will not think that. This is why Jesus tells us the truth will set us free. Right? In John 8, 32. I'll give you the truth. And the truth will set you free. Why? Because, because the bondage of sin is darkness. The bondage of sin traps us and keeps us from seeing the light of truth. And in the culture in which we live, when we're bound to sin, we can only think in one way, and that one way is contradictory to God's thinking. The trouble for us is when we start to believe what we think to be true from what we see in a fallen and sinful world, we begin to lose our faith. We begin to walk by what we see, and we begin to be misled, misled into the broad path to destruction, you see, what we have to deal with in this world is a constant challenge to the truth of God's Word. A constant challenge to the truth of God's Word. It never ceases to amaze me how much content that is that is put in the airways, whether it be on television or radio, that is contradictory to what, the God, what God's Word says. That is, it's just so overwhelmingly normal to us that we sometimes don't see it anymore. And we need to exercise our faith and exercise our wisdom and knowledge of God's Word so that we might be able to identify the overwhelming deluge of falsehoods that we're bombarded with in the culture in which we live. We need the truth of God's Word. And we have to deal with all of this in a world that is constantly challenging the truth of God's Word. We live in the midst of a constant attack on the wisdom of God's Word from the world. 
And the wisdom of the world tells you to be skeptical of God and be skeptical of His Word and ignore Him and listen to and satisfy your desires. In other words, the world says, live how you feel. And God's Word says, you better ignore how you feel and live as my Word says. The world says, live by the way you feel. Live by what you see. Feed your life by what you feel and see according to how you feel. No, says God's Word. Be careful. Be careful. Living how you feel is a dangerous place to live. And that's the struggle for us as we live in this sinful world with our old sinful flesh, which daily tugs us away from God's wisdom, tempting us to believe what we see and feel in this world. And this is all prompted by the devil who will nudge us on to believe what we feel and see. We must remember what Romans 12.2 says when it challenges us to not be conformed to this world. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. How does that happen? It happens by the inflow of God's word and the outflow of faith. When we take in the truths of God's word and we let it change our eyes, it changes the way we see, the way we feel, the way we think about the world in which we live. Because where there is faith in God and his goodness and his good word, there will be a rejection of what we perceive to be true in this fallen world and a clinging to what we know to be true because we know God's word. We desperately need God's word. We must be a group of believers. We must be a church that honors God's word by our attention to it and our obedience to it and our growing of faith by our trust in God's word. Otherwise, we will cease to be a church that glorifies God. Where there's faith, there will be a steadfast commitment to being transformed by the renewal of your mind in the wisdom of God's word. No, our faith is not grown and strengthened by what we see with our eyes. No. We walk by faith, not by sight. Not grown and strengthened by what we see with our eyes. Our faith is, is in growing and being strengthened by what we know to be true in the heart of God. As the heart of God reveals his truth to our hearts, as his heart works those truths into our heart, as we know to be true what he has given us in his word. As he reveals his truth to our hearts and works those truths into us for our good. Do not resist the wisdom of God's word. Do not let the world convince you that you must resist God's truth. Our faith is not grown by what we see. It is grown by what we don't see. And yet it is not a hopeless faith. It is not a faith that, that has nothing to cling to. We have a living, a living Savior, a living Lord Jesus Christ in whom our faith stands fast. 
God's word reveals his truths to our heart and works his truths into our lives for our good and strengthens our faith as we take steps, even small steps of obedience. So I would challenge you this morning, when you look at your life, is that the faith you see? Is it, is it placed in God? Is it on his word? Is it in the, the firm foundation of your Lord and Savior Jesus Christ who conquered death? and hell, and sin, and the grave, and and died for your sins that you might be forgiven, and rose from the dead that you might be justified and made right with God? When you look at your life, is that the faith you see? A faith that walks by faith and not by sight? A A faith that walks by the promises of God, the firm foundation of God's word, and not by what we see and perceive in this world? Do you see spiritual life as you look at your life? you see action because you have faith? Do you see a heart of knowledge that, that encourages you to be obedient and to walk by faith in the Lord Jesus Christ? And do you see a rejection of what is false in your life? I'm guessing that as we look at our lives, we see a measure of some of these things. And we honestly, when we're honest with ourselves, we say, I need to grow in this area. I need to grow in these areas. I need to be certain that I'm growing spiritually, that I'm pursuing the truth of God's Word, that I that I want God's Word. I need to be certain that I'm being faithful to God in prayer. I need to be certain that I'm challenging myself to be Christ-like and godly every day, growing in my faith as I trust in Him and walk with Him in obedience to His Word. I need to be growing in my heart knowledge, not just a not just a superficial knowledge about God's Word, but in a, a knowledge about God's Word that changes me, that makes me who I am in Christ's image. And I need to be growing in my rejection of what is false. I need to be more wise about what I see on television, what I hear on the radio, what I hear talked about in, in the community, what I read in the paper, what I see in the world around us, and measure that according to God's Word, cha- letting His Word change my thinking and encourage me and strengthen me in my faith. Oh, when we honor God in those things, He will honor us. He will bless us by giving us, giving us a greater and stronger faith to live by this side of heaven, yes? As strangers and aliens in this world, as citizens of heaven. Look to your spiritual life. Look to your heart knowledge. Know God's word and obey it. And learn to reject what is false. And your faith will grow and blossom and strengthen you for daily obedience.